more difficulties for downtown Louisville. We'll chat about it next on the Access Louisville podcast. Thanks for joining us. My name is David Mann, and joining me today are Haley Cawthon. Hi there. Joel Stinnett. Hi, David. And Allison Steins. Hi. I laugh because I'm totally in the wrong order. <laughs> yeah, the fact I that you always, jumped across the table, I, I always was like... go this way, and I just totally randomly went this way, but I don't know. <laughs> David's doing hand motions, you know, for all of you <laughs> because, who can't see yeah, this. <laughs> because everybody can see which way I'm pointing. Anyway, the Access Louisville podcast is a weekly podcast from Louisville Business First. Each week, we bring you the latest news and all the sharpest opinions about what's happening here in Louisville, Kentucky, and what's not happening here in Louisville, Kentucky. Let me tell you what's not happening. Downtown Louisville. Uh, Joel, we had some uh, big news about Humana leaving its downtown um, tower this week. So I guess uh, what's the reasoning? Well, tell us what's happening and, and what's the reasoning for it. Yeah, well, Humana is leaving the tower that bears its name that it built for its headquarters. Um, they're mo- consulting all of their employees in the uh, Waterside building and neighboring Clock Tower building uh, closer to the Ohio River. Um, you know, a lot of people were shocked by this. Um, and it is shocking just to see Louisville's, the company, Louisville's lone uh, Fortune 500 company, mm-hmm. a company that's been associated with Louisville since its founding, move out of a building that's so iconic in our skyline. But at the same time, it's not surprising given what Humana has been doing over the last four or five years, moving to more remote work. Um, We don't know exactly how many people were left working out of the Humana Tower in the first place. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I mean, since 2017, uh, the company's vacated almost 800,000 square feet of office space in downtown buildings alone. So this isn't totally unexpected. It's just kind of a a gut punch to the city and to downtown. I would have thought that they left more buildings, but I wouldn't have thought that they leave that building. Yeah. Like, right. When, when they said consolidation, everyone's like, why wouldn't you consolidate into your own tower? Um, because it, I, do they own the other two spaces that they're moving into? I believe they do. They yeah. do? Okay. Well, yeah. scratch that. But still, the thought is, if you're going to move everyone into a consolidated space, why not your own tower? Yeah. The Waterside right. building, I think, is is iconic for them. Maybe, I, uh, maybe that was... Like they had that before. I'm not sure, Allison, if you can remember. But but they've had what's called the Pink Palace on Main Street since, what, the <laughs> n- 1985. So, um, so, yeah, it's like, you know, of, of all the buildings <laughs> that they would move out of, it doesn't seem like that one. But um, anyway, Joel, you had written about kind of, you referenced there, but uh, kind of their twi- dwindling presence since, uh, since what, 20... 15. Yeah, 2015. I mean, they've, they've been moving to remote work even before the pandemic. I mean, so I think the pandemic just kind of accelerated that process. Um, but it's not just downtown. They've vacated office space and they've also vacated East End office space. So they've been doing both equally. Mm-hmm. And while Louisville still is their largest presence of employees, um, you know, their executive suites are all in D.C., Virginia area. And uh, there's been, you know, kind of fears of their dwindling presence for a long time in Louisville. And this guy's kind of feels like, uh, I don't know, kind of like a relationship that you're in where with somebody yeah. that like, 
like they say they like you, but they don't act like it. Yeah. And like, you know, they say they're <laughs> not cheating. toxic relationship. <laughs> yeah. They say they're not cheating on you, but you keep on seeing signs. And then this is just kind of like well, you finding the text message finally that they're like, <laughs> they're bailing on you. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's kind of like you've been worried about your, uh, your spouse leaving you. And, yeah. and okay, there's the divorce filing. Right yeah. There. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's interesting, though, because I think when I think of why they would leave Humana Tower, I think it has to do with the structural issues as well. But thinking back to like when they almost had a Cigna merger recently, um, I think they're trying to make themselves look more attractive to a potential buyer yeah. and having a structurally challenged tower um, in their commercial real estate um, lineup, like probably wouldn't look very good well or something can you give the background on that the the, the structural problems um well joel joel, joel, joel probably has i don't a, was this a my time thing Amanda, or a laurel thing maybe <laughs> i can't remember who wrote this story i don't remember uh, either it's been was it 2021 it was, it was i think that wrote about it it must have been 2021 when they found out that like the building was having issues yeah yeah i know they sued the um i guess the architect for that yeah um uh, for the design, something wasn't structurally sound with the yeah, welding. They had or to make like some repairs, and yeah. it cost them a lot of money. And Humana says that it is structurally sound. The city says it's structurally sound, um, but there's a lot of speculation around whether that's actually the case or not. Yeah. Well, I don't think like I don't think it's that. I don't think it's the um, the structural issues. I think they can sell the building, and I think it does make them more attractive to a buyer. Like I think you're right about that, but I think. Hey, we've got this nice big building. We're not using it. I think they fixed it up. I think the reason they found the structural issues was they were fixing it up. And the reason they were fixing it up was so they could sell so it. It's like when you have a house, before you sell it, you fix all the stuff that you've yeah. just been living with that's been broken for like, you know. Going back years. to this relationship analogy that you're <laughs> yes. talking about, because I keep thinking about it. We can do more with this. I, I feel like it's, it's like a as the Gen Z's call it, a situationship where <laughs> where maybe Humana wants to be with Louisville, but they don't want to put a label on anything, which yeah. is like the Humana Tower. Like, I feel like there's something there. The sign- it's a little more official like than it's, they want to be. It's so visible yeah. and like, I don't know, kind of iconic to downtown skyline. And if you think that they were going to be like very committed to downtown yeah. in this in this relationship, that they would want to be in that tower. Humana introduces us to as a, a city that they're friends with. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you like it, you better put a tower on it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. Um, all right. So that was punch number one. Punch number two, Fifth Third Bank also leaving a downtown tower. This isn't as dramatic because yes. they only had two floors and it isn't their tower. But yeah, so they're leaving to um, a new development on the edge of Nulu. Mm-hmm. Um, Phoenix Hill, for yeah. those who know where that <laughs> is. Phoenix still. Hill, but basically all of Phoenix Hill is trying. Well, a lot of people try and put Nulu on on things that aren't Nulu. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's called Nulu Yard, so I guess we'll, <laughs> we'll give them that at least. It's the yard of Nulu. Yes. Um, uh, Whale Adventures is developing this project. Um, it's going to include a hotel. Uh, some commercial space, some apartments. And so Fit Third is going to be the anchor tenant in that development, um, 12,500 square feet, taking up half the fourth floor. Um, it sounds like there's going to be a lot of cool stuff in this development aside from office space. Um, and so, yeah, they're moving out of the 401 Tower, formerly known as the Brown and Williamson Tower, 
colloquially known as the Fifth Third Tower. Yeah, because their um, name is on the tower. Yeah, their tower is on. Yeah, their name is on the tower. Um, and we kind of found out about this um, on Monday slash Tuesday, and we're able to confirm it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's a, it's it kind of just added a little more insult to injury to yeah. the developments from Monday. But I, I also don't think this is quite as bad as what it's kind of being made out to with everyone right now because I mean that building was bought for nine million dollars a few years ago. Um, we actually broke the story about them doing the renovations. They're putting approximately probably somewhere around ten million dollars in renovations to fix up the building. Mm-hmm. And if you look at other towers around town, like the one we're in, uh, our offices, which I think sold for relatively cheap as well after its mob phase. <laughs> um, and it was able to be renovated, and it's having a lot of success with leasing it's, uh, yeah, space right now. Kinda in a new and, and Louisville has uh, its stock of office downtown office space is a little bit dated. Yeah, um, not no new towers, obviously, and so yeah. it's kind of a chance for that tower, I think, to to be renovate, renovated and bring in some new tenants. Yeah, uh, good point. And um, you mentioned it was going the Fifth Third's going in what half the fourth floor of this new development, new little yards. They had what two floors at the Brown and Williams? At least two floors. Yeah. Um, we I don't know how much of whatever space they had was occupied right, in that building. Yeah. Um, they might have had more floors, just not occupied. But um, I know they at least had the sixth and seventh floor. Yeah, and we don't know if their branch is moving um, yeah. either. Correct? We do not know that. Yeah, as of now, they There's got the first floor branch. And then yeah, then it's right on Fourth Street Live yeah. for reference. Yeah, so uh, so that that was uh, interesting too. I guess we can tell this the backstory here too. We knew about the fifth third thing. We were about to run with it on Monday, and then the Humana thing happened. Yeah. We we're like, well, nobody will pay attention to the fifth third well, thing. So. Not only will no one pay attention, we were too busy covering the Humana stuff. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Joel was right. <laughs> we were running both around. Of them, yeah. So it was just like, well, right to Humana thing. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll just we'll do fifth third the next day, and that's what we ended up doing. Uh, so yeah, this has kind of been an ongoing narrative of downtown. I think since, I mean, I want to say COVID, but it, maybe it started before that, and we just didn't realize it. But Haley, I mean, we've talked about companies leaving downtown uh, plenty of times. Stockyards comes to mind. They used to have a, a, a an office down here. Um, LG&E left its namesake tower as well to to relocate. So. Um, it's kind of just been an ongoing narrative, right? Yeah, Stockyards, um, it, they had a couple of um, commercial real estate spaces here in downtown, but they also moved like 150 employees to its East End building, and that includes people from its um, corporate offices in Nulu, um, or like on the edge of Nulu um, as you drive down East Market Street. Um, so Stockyards moved about 150 people out to the East End, um, a lot of people liked that <laughs> um, because, especially EastEnders, it's closer to drive and they have more parking out there. Um, but LG&E, that was the newer um, one, but LG&E is moving, has been moving out of its Main Street Tower. Um, we first reported that in September of last year, and they've been in that tower for 30 years. Um, so, yeah, just a, just a, a steady trickle of companies like just yeah. quietly trying to move out of downtown no one is obviously we won't let them be quiet no we keep bringing it up <laughs> we do keep bringing it up um but i think they'd like t- to make it quiet but then there's you know some other companies that um four of us comes to mind mm-hmm. and and some other people who republic just double down uh, republic um 
committed more to Republic Plaza and um, its other building. Where's that at? On 7th Street, maybe? Or maybe Republic Plaza. I'm looking at it right now from our window. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Maybe that's the 7th Street property I'm thinking of. But Republic is is, um, recommitting to downtown, moving people here. Um, Forvis, I think, moved into PNC Tower. Um, There's a couple of other ones. So as many as smaller there's some smaller companies moving in and, and yeah. taking up some of this vacant space, but not quite enough and to fill humanitarian. <laughs> and some that are kind of moving around downtown because we had about um, who just moved from Mitinger to uh, we did. No, I'm just no, kidding. Yeah, <laughs> there's, there's, there's us. We're definitely the smaller category. Right after we left Mitinger, someone else moved down to Kindred Plaza. Who Computer was? share. Oh, yeah. Computer share. Computer share. GLI moved from Main Street to PNC Tower. Where did MCM move to? Or now Cherry Bakeart? Where is that? They moved. Oh. Yeah, someone can look that up. I'm going to look talk that here. up. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's been there's been some stuff moving around town. And yeah, and, and we moved. We, we definitely wanted to stay in the central business district. That was important to us. So I think there's a, a group of companies that are like, let's stay in the central business district. And another one that's... MCM moved from Meidinger Tower to uh, PNC Tower. PNC Tower, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that was 170 employees, I think, that worked out of Meidinger. So that's after they're that. still downtown. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah true. Yeah. So there's a lot of people moving around. But uh, I don't know. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open this. I'll ask Allison first because she said she had a good story. But <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> yeah, so now the expectations yeah. are high. Uh, <laughs> but uh, what do you think hampers people from coming downtown, from living downtown, or what, what hampers companies from working downtown? Just uh, just some opinions here. You know, I've been working downtown for over 20, for about 20 years, and I can see a difference, I think, in, uh, to be honest, like police being around. I don't see as many police mm-hmm. around, and I do see... Um, you w- I used to park over in the Sealback garage, and one of the last weeks I was there, there was a person sleeping in yeah, the tunnel down there. The tunnel, there. which we affectionately call the murder tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> he was sleeping there all day, and w- I went in, and when I left, he was there. He was uh, had a needle. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, I think people, I mean, I know that that happens everywhere, and I've seen that, but it's like right there. Yeah. I'm walking out, and I was just like, oh, you yeah. know. And I think people, you know, like my husband works over in southern Indiana, and they people over there do not come over. Like at his office, they're like, oh, I won't go over to downtown. I know, it's like I it's know. just right there. <laughs> it's just right there. Go eat over, you know, on Main Street or whatever. But they're like, no, no, no. But uh, like yesterday, I was walking through my through the parking lot where I park now and this woman has a big rock and she's like Shh, watch this and she like throws it at there's a cherry picker in the lot and she threw it at the lot and, it, and I think those are things that people maybe yeah might uh, you know they think of those things and I you know that I think that I'm trying I am not as bothered by it as I think most people would be because I see that and you know people this is just what it it goes beyond panhandling because I think there's a lot of people who ask for money downtown which like people are used to in cities yeah anywhere that's gone on for but I think there's some like 
instances of extreme behavior that like people see like i think all of us can probably point out an instance where we're like some yeah. unhinged person was downtown and like making us feel nervous um but to to say that that's why people are moving out maybe not be, might not be a direct correlation i think it's no. more about parking and yeah. commutes well, and true. that's what i would love to have I mean, I would think about living downtown if there was a grocery store, even closer, like in the Nulu, like an actual grocery store. Yeah. You know? Well, uh, go ahead, Joel. No, I was going to say, I mean, coming from Nashville, there was lots of unhinged people downtown Nashville <laughs> as well. <laughs> and not just, the, not just the drunks on Lower Broadway. I mean, yeah. you had... Not just, not just the people partying. But yeah, there's lots of homelessness <laughs> and also just a lot of... Um, of people doing wild things, not even not even the partiers and the, the bachelorette parties. I mean, I think a lot of it goes back to, unfortunately, uh, just the, the images that were on TV with the protests. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that um, scared a certain sector of people that won't come back down. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think it's both, you know. I think it's, it's both, or all three. I mean, even with the parking thing. Like, there's a certain group of people who are just stressed out about this parking thing. And like, if they don't know where to park, if they, I mean, it's not the two bucks. It's like, how do I pay? I don't have it. Do I have to download an app? Like what I don't have cash. A dream to park in <laughs> compared yeah. to Nashville. I know. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the thing is, what, all right, so I think they should just make parking free. I don't know how much revenue we get off parking. They probably get a lot of revenue off of parking tickets as someone who recently got one. Yeah. <laughs> but like, Same. If we make, I, I don't know the budget, so maybe I sound like a fool here. If we make $5 million off parking, then why don't we just give that up and say it's $5 million toward the cause of making downtown better to, like, have free parking? Well, and thinking back, I went to Kansas City last year, and parking was free there, and it was so busy in the Power and Light District that there was, like, no place to park. Yeah. Like, you'd drive around looking forever to find anywhere to park because it was just so crowded and, like, full of vibrant vibrancy in life so yeah i know i like it when uh cities have fr like there was a parking garage in boulder uh, and it was free and it was just so nice to be able to yeah. pull in and just literally it is, you know <laughs> it's free i was in las vegas a few years ago free parking on the strip <laughs> like, right. like and it's the strip and you would think it would be strip. <laughs> prime places to charge people <laughs> yeah um so yeah they get through your money another way <laughs> yeah. that's true <laughs> that's true we can find other ways to get however much money which we, we have a casino now so yeah, yeah we've got but you think casino about casino in quotes yes <laughs> derby city gaming downtown is like nice and new i i think it'd be interesting to see um i know that there's a way to track foot traffic to s specific places it, it'll be interesting to see like what the data looks like for derby city gaming um probably more like later into this year when we start bringing in tourists for derby and pga and that kind of thing but right. that's the thing is tourists don't seem afraid of downtown louisville mm -mm. it's just the locals it's yeah, yeah. which is because they <laughs> like the locals are the ones who like have the like bad homeless person experience or it's all the the protests and I mean, or have or just watch too much TV <laughs> or just watch too yeah. much TV. But I mean, whether that's a real or perceived uh, threat to you, it doesn't really matter. It's it's a to, to that person. They're not coming downtown. And that's the problem. Like, you know, which I don't you know, like I could be out at the mall and something could happen to me there. So yeah. what is the difference between downtown 
and out in the suburbs. I mean, there's plenty of know? unhinged people in the Highlands, but I think the category of people that we're talking about who don't come to downtown also don't go to Bardstown Road. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anything else on downtown? I thought... Can we talk about Rebecca Fleischaker's quote? <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because quote. her quote about... Well, first, who's Rebecca Fleischaker? Rebecca Fleischaker is the executive director of the Louisville Downtown Partnership. Um, and Joel, uh, she held a press conference after this Humana News. Joel went down and covered it, and I read Joel's story. But her quote about, we don't call it the central business district anymore, like blew my mind because I'm like, well, what do you call it? <laughs> what do you call it if it's not the central business district? Um, but her point was that Joel, you can speak better to this since you heard her tone, but I, I think she was just trying to make the point that, um, that well, first off, there's a lot of tourism going downtown, or downtown right now. Mm-hmm. And, there, you know, so there's, there's tourism and then also they need, they want more residential. So the idea I think that she was trying to make is like, it's not just work, it's live, work, play. You know, there's all kinds of yeah. things going on in the central business district, not just office space and that we can't just focus on the office space all the time as a, a indicator of how downtown is doing. Yeah. Whether that's true and fair or not, I'm not sh- totally true or totally sure, but, um, uh, and she did, she did follow that up by saying, you know, we need a healthy office market. Like, you know, it's not like we don't need yeah. that, um, to have a, a healthy, uh, certainly a, a healthy residential. You need a good mix of people yeah. and office is one thing that brings people down. Um, they should call it the Central Bourbon District because there is a <laughs> yes. bourbon tasting room on every corner. <laughs> but um, but I digress. I mean, that goes into your your topic about a lot of tourists downtown. I mean, uh, and I'm the same way when I visit a city, um, like I visited St. Louis a few years ago. It was before the pandemic, and just stayed downtown. But I know there's people in St. Louis who are like, I'm not going downtown. Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> All right, so moving on here, we'll talk about something else. Uh, Haley, you just did a story about luxury homes sold in uh, in the Louisville area in the last year. Yeah, so um, according to the 2023 Luxury Market Report from Christie's International Real Estate Bluegrass, um, more nearly 200 homes sold for more than $1 million in the Louisville market last year, um, which seems like a high number. Like, I'd... Honestly, if you would have asked me, like, how many million-plus-dollar homes does Louisville have? I'm like, I don't know, 100 yeah. or something? Because Louisville is pretty, a generally pretty f- affordable real estate market. So anytime you see a home that's over a million dollars or even more so over $2 million, it's kind of rare. Um, but they sold 199 homes last year in this ultra-luxury market, so the million-plus category. Um, that was a 5% increase um, over the closing, the number of closings they had in 2022. And what I thought was most interesting is nearly 40% of those transactions were reported as cash. So not only are they buying <laughs> million plus dollar homes, they're paying cash. Yeah. Um, you know, well, so you I don't have to worry just, about that interest rate yeah. um, if you're a multimillionaire and can do that. So you're buying that house, you're past the, you're past the mortgage caring about mortgages i guess you just have uh, that much money to throw around right uh must must or your corporations yeah oh, going yeah. to buy those houses <laughs> yeah um we do see some businesses buying houses but it's mostly i think to hide the real buyer of the house uh we run into that from time to time um all right here another topic uh trinity baseball's got a new uh complex it's uh planned anyway right yeah um 
couple miles from their campus on Tin Pin Lane, um, which I didn't know that's where their baseball complexes were, but they have a baseball field there as well as a current uh, practice con- indoor practice uh, facility. Uh, but they filed plans for a new one. We don't have all the details. Um, we weren't able to speak to anyone at, Tr- at Trinity. But according to the filing, it's going to be about a $1.1 million facility with three batting cages. So it's a little bit over 6,000 square feet. Um, so not much else room for more than batting cages there. Yeah. Uh, not really much room to run around and, <laughs> and practice your sliding or anything. But All right. Well, I think that's all we have for you this week. Uh, we'll go around the room here before we sign off. And you guys can let us know or let the audience know where they can find you on social media. Uh, Joel, I'll start with you on this one. I'm on LinkedIn under my name, Joel Stinnett, and on the Elon Musk platform under Jay Stinnett Biz. All right. And uh, Haley, where can people find you? People can find me on LinkedIn under my name, Haley Cawthon, or on X at BFLU Haley. I had to think about the name. Thanks, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Allison, where can people find you? You can find me on LinkedIn at Allison Steins or on X at BFLU Allison. All right. And you can find me on LinkedIn under my real name, David A. Mann. Uh, If you like this podcast, you can find it on all the popular services like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Radio Public, just to name a few. Um, We are also looking for a sponsor. So if you're really into this podcast, you want to help us out, um, you can get in touch with our advertising director, Doug James. His email address is djames at bizjournals.com. Thank you very much, Joel. Thank you, Haley. Thank you, Allison. And thank you guys for listening to us at home. And we will see you next time. Bye.